Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Well, hello there and welcome to this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. It is wonderful to have you here with me again this week. So lovely to hear from some people last week. It was great. I had some messages last week and I'm so glad that this stuff is resonating with you. Sometimes it feels a bit strange to be talking into the ether. And it's really nice to know that there are folk listening and that for some of you, it's really speaking into your own situation and that you're really enjoying it. So thank you. Thank you. It is a great encouragement to me to have that feedback. I really appreciate it. I, I shared a photograph of some really lovely low carb peanut butter cookies that I had made. I shared it on Instagram. I'm Ammo Writing, by the way, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you haven't followed me yet, if you, you, what, you haven't followed me yet, why I oughta. So I shared these photographs and a couple of people asked me for the recipe and I thought actually that would be a really good thing to do to share some recipes. So you could either kind of cook along as I'm chatting or you can just write down the recipe and uh, cook away at your own convenience. So the first one I am going to share is the peanut butter cooker the peanut butter cookie recipe and this is a really easy one now again there's tons of these online the the where i got this from is the it's an american website called the keto kitchen and this is the recipe i like because it uses uh, shredded coconut or desiccated coconut and i love i love that kind of coconutty taste and texture now again because they're low carb they are higher in fat so you know if you're not on a low carb diet these probably aren't for you but you might be able to find a low cal version of them if you if you google it but uh, certainly this is the recipe for the the low carb version that i use now for those of you who've signed up to the mailing list you will already have my extremely yummy shortbread biscuits recipe they are absolutely gorgeous but here we go with the peanut butter cookies uh, what you need is or well, what i need is to not go off the page <laughs> i'm reading hello there we go okay so what you're going to need is 12 ounces of peanut butter now i used crunchy because i find with the low carb biscuits that they can be a bit soft so i like there to be a bit of a crunch so i used um crunchy peanut butter now, other brands are available, but Tesco is our nearest. And their small tub of peanut butter is 340 grams. That's exactly uh, the amount that you need. So I used a full small tub of crunchy peanut butter. 1.5 ounces or half a cup of the shredded coconut, unsweetened. 
half a cup of xylitol. Now xylitol is my preferred sweetener. Now xylitol is poisonous to dogs so if you have dogs you cannot give them a little bit of your biscuit or you need to go and find another sweetener. I find stevia can be quite bitter so I don't really like powdered stevia and certainly if that is your sweetener of choice I wouldn't use half a cup. I wouldn't use uh, one and a half ounces of it. I'd probably only use half of that because the peanut butter itself is going to be quite sweet, isn't it? But xylitol is my preferred sweetener, and so it's half a cup of that. One teaspoon of vanilla extract and two eggs. Now, when I did this the first time, I only did one egg, and um, it didn't really bind very well. I'm always worried about recipes tasting too eggy, but I've been informed that uh, these, uh, these don't taste eggy, even with the two eggs. So you've got your small tub of peanut butter, 12 ounces, 340 or 360 grams. Uh, one and a half ounces, half a cup of the shredded coconut, half a cup of xylitol, two large eggs and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Preheat the oven to gas mark kind of between two and three, depending on how hot your oven is, maybe three. Um, put some greaseproof paper on a baking sheet and mix all the ingredients together. Now mix them really well. I whipped up the egg really well before I poured it in. And I think I whipped up the egg and put the vanilla extract in and mixed them two together. Then I mixed the peanut butter and the coconut together and then I poured the, the wet into the dry. That's usually how I bake anyway. Mix all the, un unless it's shortbread that needs butter and sugar creamed. So mix it all together really, really, really well. And then it'll be, it'll be, so, it should be fairly solid. It shouldn't be sloppy. It should be dry and solid. And then you roll the mixture into tablespoon sized balls. Now, what I tend to do is kind of put it into a block and then cut it in half, cut it in half again, cut it in half. And actually, because I, <laughs> the control freak in me can't bear to have all different sizes and then end up with a tiny little piece left so just to give me a guide and also part of that it's not just me being as the weird control freak it's also a bit of portion control because I'm thinking right how many portions can I get out of this so I made 20 cookies out of this mix so they were quite small what I did is you kind of roll the roll each section into a ball and then just kind of smack it a bit flat and then you kind of press a fork into it so it has ridges because the ridges will get crispy and you it says bake in the oven for 12 to 18 minutes I left them a little bit more I left mine because I think my cooker is a bit lower in temperature I left mine for nearly half an hour but I like them slightly more done I'd rather them a little bit too done than a little bit less done because they were nice and crunchy and crispy on the outside so 18 20 25 minutes maybe just keep an eye on them and sometimes because they're not prone to flopping or falling the way a cake a sponge cake would uh, halfway through I take the tray out and turn it around because I find there's parts of my oven that are hotter than the other so and then leave them completely to cool don't take them off the tray and onto a rack this is one of the issues with low carb baking you have to leave stuff when it comes out of the oven don't touch it because the cooling process is part of what kind of firms up a low carb biscuit or cake. So don't take them straight off the greaseproof paper and onto the cooling rack. Let them cool on the greaseproof paper and don't touch them. Even though the smell is heavenly, <laughs> don't 
touch them. These are really, really lovely. Because I got 20 out of them, they are two uh, net carbs, as the Americans would say. Uh, carbs minus fibre. Um, and they are absolutely, absolutely gorgeous and a real fix if you're looking for something yummy and sweet with your cup of tea. So my second recipe is my uh, yummy chicken stew that I absolutely love to make. And it's so, so easy and it does us for two meals. And I, I basically make four servings of it. Now, they're quite large servings because we don't have anything else with it. We don't have any potatoes with it or we don't have any bread or anything like that with it. So they're quite large servings and we have them on our low calorie days. I mentioned before that low carb is not working for the husband. So he is kind of doing the five two. So two days a week, he would drastically reduce his his calorie count and that works for him. So I go on a kind of a lower calorie day on that day as well. And usually one of those days in the week we would have this stew. So it makes five to six portions. So I usually give a portion to somebody and then the rest I kind of share between four portions. So they're four large portions. I put three chicken breasts in the bottom of the slow cooker. Now, if you don't use a slow cooker, just do it in a big pot on on your cooker top. It doesn't really matter. I put three large chicken breasts in the bottom. Oh, I don't cut the chicken. I'll tell you why in a minute. I don't cut the chicken. So I just put the three breasts of chicken in the bottom. I put a whole packet of celery. I chop up a whole, you know, the way you buy a clump. What is the collective term for celery sticks? <laughs> a clump of celery. Put the whole lot in there. I use a whole bag of carrots. It's a one kg bag of carrots. Peeled and, and washed and chopped up. Throw that in there. I use an, I put an onion, chop up an onion in there. And I use a small packet of the baby corn you know that you'd put in a stir fry the little mini corn on the cobs the teeny weeny ones small packet of those and I chop them up they give a lovely lovely taste to it so you've got your three chicken breasts a whole packet of celery a whole packet of carrots one large onion or two small onions and a small packet of baby corn I throw all them in uh, once all that's in I fill it with water now, because I use a slow cooker, I just fire the vegetable stock cubes in. I don't make stock because I, I can't be bothered. <laughs> so if you're cooking it in a big pot on the stove top, top you probably want to make stock. But I don't. I literally fill the thing with water. I fire in three stock cubes and then, and you probably don't like the idea of this, but it really does add to the taste. Just before I put the lid on and leave it for four hours, I shake across the top some chicken gravy granules. <laughs> okay. I just literally sprinkle them across the top and then maybe after an hour or two, I'll come and I'll give it all a stir and the gravy granules will have kind of, you know, melted into everything and the stock cubes will have dissolved and I, I just it's just adds such a really nice chickeny taste to it. I do, you know, I don't put loads. I just sprinkle it across the top and then I stir it in after two hours. So three breasts of chicken, one packet of celery, one packet of carrots, one large onion, a small packet of baby corn and put all the veg in, fill it nearly to the top with water, 
throw the stock cubes in throw and sprinkle chicken gravy granules along the top. And after a couple of hours, I'll come and I'll stir it all. Make sure the gravy granules and the stock cubes are all well mulched in. But I don't cut the chicken and here's why. After four hours on high, on a slow cooker, um, it probably doesn't need that long on the top of your cooker. Probably only an hour and a half, two hours. Just It's whenever the chicken is cooked really. Um, I take the chicken breasts out whole, right? Put them to one side. Then I get my uh, blender, my whizzer, the hand blender, and I whiz it down, not not all the way down. I leave some lumps in it, but I'll whiz it down fairly, you know, most of the veg will be gone. There might be some nice kind of chunks of um, celery or carrot left in there. And then I will get two forks and I will shred the chicken with two forks as if you were having like pulled, you know, pulled chicken and shred the chicken. Uh, the three breasts of chicken and then I put them back in so even though it's quite soupy the meat is still in quite in quite large pieces and like I say that's I get five large portions I I give one away and then we eat one each and then we uh, freeze the other two for the following week and I don't have the macros for that. I'm not 100% sure um, what it is, but it is really low. I think it worked out at a couple of hundred calories per serving. Really, really low because if you think about it, there's only three chicken breasts in it and that's into like five or six portions um, and everything else is really low and even the chicken gravy granules are quite low there's only a sprinkle of them anyway along the top so I think it was about 200 calories but that is a really really nice stew really filling really warming really hearty and we love that in this house I might have a slice of my S wholemeal spelt bread with it as a treat sometimes but quite often I would just have it on its own because we have it on our low calorie day absolutely gorgeous stew now this week i'm going to try a recipe that i have never tried before a friend of mine told me about these low carb cheese scones that you make with uh, ground almonds and uh, cheese and a little bit of heavy cream now i'm lactose intolerant so uh when it comes to stuff like heavy cream um sometimes i it's tricky for me to get an alternative but it's only a tablespoon of heavy cream in this recipe so i'm thinking maybe a little bit of milk and a little bit of butter just maybe a teaspoon of each just to get that da- you know dairy into it but my kind of lacto free butter and milk so i'm going to give these cheese scones a try this week so i'll tell you all about them next week i'm really looking forward to them and if they work i'll definitely uh, share the recipe i'm hoping they will i do love a savory scone or a scone as some people call it a scone in dublin it's a scone right um but yeah i'm not like miranda a savory muffin <laughs> no i do like a i do like a cheese cheese scone no that just doesn't sound right a cheese scone and um, So I'm going to be giving them a try and I would love to hear if you have any recipes, particularly low carb as that's my bag. But, you know, if you've got any recipes that would help um, others, um, feel free to share them. I'd be happy to share a few recipes again another time. And like I say, sign up to the mailing list and you can have the shortbread 
recipe uh, that comes once you confirm that you're part of the mailing list you get the shortbread recipe i'll probably uh, add these recipes to the email this week so if if you want these recipes kind of written down so that you don't have to think about them uh, join the mailing list and um i will uh, i'll pop them into an email at some stage uh, towards the weekend and uh, yeah, so I hope those those recipes are helpful. Like the stew is it's just a no brainer. It's so easy and so tasty. I somebody asked me about a, a chicken and mushroom stew, but I don't put mushrooms in in stews or soups because they they make the stew and the soup go black. Now I've they taste lovely, but it just <laughs> it looks awful. It it just makes it look like I've poured mud into my stew so I tend not to uh, put mushrooms if you really 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 love mushrooms in a chicken stew or something my advice would be to maybe lightly fry them in some spray oil or coconut oil you know depending on whether you're low carb or low fat but uh, um, don't slice them well, cut them in half if they're big, but don't don't cut them into little slices. Use closed cup mushrooms as well. Fry them lightly and add them in when the stew is already cooked. Don't put them in if you're going to freeze the stew. Literally cook the mushrooms fresh every time you're going to eat the stew. It's the only way to, one, keep the mushrooms in some... <laughs> they do tend to fall apart and go a bit mushy but it also stops them from discolouring the food um, so that's my little tip on mushrooms I tend not to bother using them because it's a bit of a faff but if you really really love to have mushrooms in your stew uh, cook them fresh whenever you're serving your stew and add them in at the last minute so there we go that's my wisdom that's my um recipes i hope you enjoyed them and if you try them out please 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 do let me know and before we go we have to do one more thing what is that about yes indeed well that is an excellent question frankie but i have a little guilty secret in that there are a couple of games on my phone that i absolutely love to play i love to play i love playing lemmings i have precious memories of lemmings um, it was a it was a game that was on the first ever computer I had that a, that a mate. Did you give it to me or sell it to me? I know this particular mate listens to my podcast, so you'll have to remind me whether you gave me that computer or whether you sold it to me. But Lemmings was a game on this first ever computer that I had, and um, I've since found it um, not nearly as good, but it's it's a game on my phone that I love to play and the other game I love to play on my phone is Angry Birds <laughs> I absolutely love it it's um but <laughs> yeah there so they're the two get you know I don't do sudokus I don't do uh solitaire don't do anything like that lemmings and angry birds are my games but what absolutely makes my skin crawl are the ads that you have to suffer if you don't pay for these games which i don't some of them are just ridiculous ads i mean just oh gosh and some of them are for forex trading and some but some of them are for other games games that i am not interested in i'm thinking i have seen the ad for this particular game uh you know a hundred times I'm never going to buy it. I'm never going to download it. Why do they keep showing it to me? Why don't they just show me something different? Or, hey, don't show me anything. 
But what really annoyed me the other day is there's this uh, ad for a game where and I've seen two versions of the ad and one version the man is sitting down and the woman is standing up and the other version the woman is sitting down and the man is standing up and he's uh, the person who's sitting down is playing a game and the person who's standing up is holding a chair and is about to hit them over the head with the chair so lifts the chair up goes to hit them with the chair stops just before the chair gets to their head and sees that they're playing a really interesting game, puts the chair down, sits on it and actually starts looking at the game and and getting involved in it. And I'm thinking, that must be the most not X-rated, inappropriate ad that I have ever seen. Seriously, that they think, oh, well, I was going to hit my husband over the head with a chair, but then I saw the really interesting game he was playing. So I decided to sit down on the chair beside him and watch him playing the game. I'm sorry, domestic violence is not funny. It's not funny. It's just, it's just preposterous. That's why I'm laughing that this, the narrative of this ad is, uh, you know, this game is so enthralling, you know, it'll stop you from hitting somebody over the head with a chair. Uh, it, oh my goodness. It, 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 it's borderline offensive. It, it really is. And I, you know, I, I've got no, of course, no answer from that tweet to the company I might email them but I just I absolutely think what an the most inappropriate I mean some of the ads are stupid some of them are boring a lot of them are repetitive and some of the games are in my view ridiculous but then again some of you probably think Angry Birds is ridiculous and that's fine but I think an ad that uses the threat of violence and got and and said no that you know this this game is more interesting than hitting your partner over the head with a chair like uh, i i can't get my head around that and that that is my what's that about for today and i'm going to leave it there before i start growling and uh yeah hope you enjoy the recipes uh let me know if you tried them let me know if you have any recipes uh, have you got a guilty secret have you got a game on your phone that you play that you can't supply that you are addicted to let me know and uh, you can contact me at annemariemiles.co.uk to sign up to the mailing list to get those recipes and get news of other episodes of the podcast. Thank you so much for buying me coffees again this week. Really appreciate it. And you will hear me and I will see you next week. Thank you. Bye bye.